I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. We'll take your brain to another dimension. Pay close attention, boys and girls. We're back. Met the criteria. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's me in the hot seat this week, Theo. And with me, I've got my main man, Jared. Talk to me, brother. Just enjoying a cup of tea, mate, on a Sunday evening. With, with my boys talking basketball, what could be better? Decaf, I hope, or you won't sleep. Vinny, <laughs> how are you? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit hurt that you did say you're, I'm your main guy as well. Uh, Feel a bit awkward now. Thanks for that, Theo. I get it. I get it. I guess I'm just a I'm just a stranger now, Theo. I get Side it. Side project. Side project. I get it. I get it. I get it, Theo. It was just one of those. I just had to share the love around. I think last time I did this, I feel like I said that you were my main man. I didn't want anybody. I didn't want, and I didn't want any jealousy to occur. Yeah. And did you hear me moaning about it? No, Vincent. I keep it to myself. Look, look, look I'm an emotional guy, Jared. I'm an <laughs> emotional guy. I can't help it. Okay. Say no more. Well. What a week. We are enjoying some playoff conference finals. Um, East and West both locked in. Got a good start to both sides. It's been exciting. It's been exciting. Um, Miami got off to a quick 2-0 lead. They were looking almost untouchable until last night. And, and, and the Boston Celtics struck back. And it's now sitting at 2-1. Vinny, what are your thoughts on this series to, so far? We know you, you know how you feel about the Seas, mate. What are you saying? Ah, the Boston Celtics. Hey, my second team, you could say. They're my second team. Well, actually, how many second teams do I have? Second, second team. Yeah, they're my second, second team. Uh, so far, it's been a great series. I'm really enjoying the series, watching it. I think every single game is one of those type of games you can't, not, you can't miss the games. You have to watch them. Each game is important. First two games, I, I looked at the Celtics and I'm like, yeah, you're doing everything right. But then what happens is you crumble. Mm. For some reason, they're crumbling. Like, I don't know what it is. The Heat seem to be bringing on the Heat. No pun intended. But they are doing what they're doing. They are not giving in. 15-point lead to them is nothing. They know they can bring that back around. That confidence is in, in those boys. And it's, it's, like, it's impressive to see that from such a young team led by Jimmy Butler, a dog. But I think the Celtics overall, they, they are looking... Overall, they look, they look like they're the ones shooting themselves in the foot. It's not like, I'm not saying that the Heat are a better team. It just seems like the Heat have wanted more. That's what, that's what I'm coming from. So the Heat seem like they want it more. The Celtics seem to be thinking, we're better than you, these guys. We will win. We'll get a decent lead. We will win. And that doesn't seem to be happening. The Heat are like, nah, you have to take us seriously. You have to take us like we are here to get to the finals ourselves. And I think that's what's crumbling with the Celtics at the moment. But there's individual players as well. Sometimes I feel like they need to step up a little bit. Jared, one of your picks is sometimes someone who might struggle in the playoffs, Kemba Walker. I feel like he needs to do a little bit more. I feel like he, he was brought into this franchise to elevate them. And I, don't, and I think he has. I think he has definitely elevated them. But now is crunch time. And now is where he's needed most, more than ever. And I think he's falling a bit short right now, a little bit. He's not saying he's playing bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's playing bad. But I need to, he needs to step it up a little bit level. But it's a great series. You can't take it away from the heat, man. These boys are killing it. Like, I've got a hot take I'm going to say in a minute. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys speak in a minute. But I've got a hot take to say about an individual player in the heat, which I do not see why he's not being recognised as what he's doing right now. But the heat, man, you got to give it to them. These boys are killing it right now. 
I, I almost want to get our bit over and done with as quick as possible, Theo, so we can get to that take as quick as we can. Um, my thoughts on this series echo Vincent's exactly. Um, the, the Celtics have just not been finishing out the games that, that they need to, um, a la the Los Angeles Clippers, obviously. you know, uh, We'll touch on that in a, in a short while. Um, I think it would have been easy to overreact. Obviously, the Heat going up 2-0, it's like, oh, here come the Heat. Celtic struggling. There's all this drama from the locker room that was reported after game two. Everybody needed to hold the horses. The, the Celtics have got the ability to at least make this a more competitive series and, and would eventually manage a game better down the stretch, you would think. Uh, they've done that now, uh, back to 2-1. Um, and unfortunately, we're going to have to wait till I think there's an extra couple of days until game four, isn't it? I think it's is it Wednesday night, I think, game four. So we've got a couple of days to wait. Um, but yeah, another big game. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics seem to struggle quite a lot handling that zone defence of the um, of the Heat. There was quite a lot made of it. They seem to have got, got to grips with it now in, in that game, game three. They looked much more comfortable offensively. Um, they had quite a commanding lead. I think they went, I don't think they went fell behind, I don't think, in the game at all. They were they were in, in the lead all the way through and at no point did they um, did they crumble. Uh, as Vinny said, the first couple of games had been prone to quite a few lapses where they'd let those leads slip. Not the case uh, last night. So hopefully that'll continue for them if they want to make it a competitive series. I think I predicted a Celtics win after that hot start from the Heat. I mean, the Heat are on an incredible run. I think they've only lost, I think, two two playoff games so far. Um, so to see them losing another three, it's a bit of a stretch before, before without winning another two to, to go through themselves. It's not impossible. I mean, I don't think anybody saw a sweep, but I don't think anybody saw the Heat going up in the fashion that they did. So who knows what will happen at this point. It's all up in the air. It's just leading to some very, very, very exciting basketball. Honestly, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shooters. Honestly, the Miami Heat, they can shoot them boys. I just, I, the, the thing is with the, the Miami Heat, I've always said about them at the moment when you look at them, they just look like they're playing like they don't fear no one. I've said it before, but they play like they don't fear no one. These boys are young, they're hungry, and I think they've got a leader in Jimmy Butler who is taking them by the scruff of the neck and be like, boys, like I told you people, we've, we are killers. We are a killer team right now. We can be anyone on our day. And I think you got people stepping up, kids stepping up, young men stepping up, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. Whew, I'm not going to speak about this, brother. But Tyler Hero, Dragic, still showing that he's still a killer. Well, how old is Dragic now? 34? What is he? 30, 34, 33? I'm not sure, but... He's still doing it at his age. He's still showing he's offensively brilliant. You've got players that are bam, 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 bam. Honestly, this guy, that block against Jason Tatum, mate. <laughs> to do that, if that's not what you class as defensive masterclass, to do that when it's so crucial. Oh, this kid is amazing. And Jared, you're the one who's been praising him throughout the, honestly you've been praising him you were saying how he should have been in the old uh, NBA team second I think you told him he's your second team I believe but this guy is quality his potential for that especially game was it game three or game two uh, third quarter 14 points led them again honestly this kid is brilliant yeah, I've been I've been feeling pretty good about that 
second team All NBA pick for Pam with the way he's been uh, performing in the playoffs. Um, just want to slow everyone's roll. Well, not everyone, but some people's roll a little bit about that block. Um, Magic Johnson tweeted out that it was the greatest block in NBA playoff history. What? What? What was he under a rock four years ago when LeBron chased down Iguodala in Game Seven? Must have been. I mean, great block. Obviously, you know, put him up two 0 uh, But let's just calm down a little bit. It wasn't the best ever. Probably the second, though. I'll give him that. Okay, I, 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 I can't remember a block is that important in a game. Ma- maybe so. There was there's another great block that I saw from uh, Tayshawn Prince for the Detroit Pistons against Reggie Miller uh, late in a game in, I think it was 2004 or 2005. Uh, that was a pretty good block as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it's up there. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's, never gonna, it's not going to overtake LeBron, is it? It was a great block from a... A, 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 such a scrappy and hard-working Miami team. I think Miami, they've, they've built, they've almost assembled themselves like the perfect roster, I think, because they've got, they've got the perfect, I think the perfect balance between exciting, young, talented, up-and-coming young rookies, younger players, what have you, and real quality veterans in Butler, Dragic, Iggy, uh, Crowder They've got such gr- great veteran core as well as that young streak, and you've got my boy Dunky Dunk, Tyler oh, Hero. Please stop, please stop. Okay, never, please stop. I'll never stop. stop Dunky Dunk, please. Dunky Dunk is coming for you. Um, but I just, yeah, I think the roster's just crafted so masterfully. Oh, and they've got this incredible centerpiece in Bam Adebayo, who's almost like generational in his in his athleticism and his ability. Um, for, to make a, it's a a really exciting team, and I just I just admire, admire. I, I feel like I want to use something more strong than admire, but nothing nothing is coming to mind. So I'll just stick with admire. I really admire the way that roster has been constructed. You're not going to start on your Jimmy Butler love fest again, are you? <laughs> I'm going to try not to, uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to keep it strictly heat related. I I personally think this little splat between uh, Marcus and. Jalen kind of woke him up a little bit. I think it, it, it I don't know. I, I've been watching like, what's happened. We don't know the full ins and outs, but obviously it seems like him and Marcus had a little spat, Jalen and Marcus. But I was seeing how people were just saying, I saw like Draymond Green were talking about it in TNT. He was talking about how this is how champions are like. The best kind of players sometimes need to have a little spat with each other. You need to call out your teammate out sometimes to say like you are doing something. And for some reason, they've come back and they've come back fighting. And I think it was a bit of a wake-up call for the Celtics because when I look at the Celtics and the Heat, I think the Celtics have got a better squad. They've got a better roster. They've got a better team. And they should be... not. And they've led two times in these games that they should have won. So that could have been the spark that they needed to say, look, we need to pull our finger out, boys. We're not doing good enough right now. And that little spat kind of helped this out because people like Jalen what's it called who I was about to say Jalen Rose again <laughs> this close Jaylen, this close I was about to say Jalen Rose Jalen Brown man he stepped up again he, he's so quality Jalen Brown I've always said and then you got people like Gordon Hayward coming back the Celtics looking like they could come back and start doing important things again and I think overall when you look at that series, it's going to be a great series, but I'm not writing the heat off. That's why I feel like this game could still go to seven-game series. 
Yeah, I think you called it before the series, Vincent, when we were previewing this one. You said uh, one of the key things that would determine the the winner of this series would be the return of Gordon Hayward. And you look at his sort of stat line from from game three. Obviously, his first game back, I think it was five weeks that he'd missed. Wasn't wasn't that impressive. I think he only got six points, a couple of rebounds, a couple of assists, three steals, which, you know, that's pretty good. But watching the game, it was more his overall influence and his ability to you know, break down the, the zone defense that, that had worked so well. He got into the, the pockets where there was that space and he'd move the ball or he'd make a good play. He'd get it to an open shooter um, or, or do something productive. And, and that had a, a fantastic effect in game three. So well done, Vinny. Uh, very good uh, key to the series there. Hey, well done, Vinny. Pretending like I'm, not, I'm um, always right. I am always right, Jared. Vincent. Humble yourself. I'm trying to give you some credit here, like you gave me some credit. We're, we're, we're friends on this episode. Let's just embrace it. Let's not let's not turn it to a, a bad one now. I, I, okay, I do apologise. I do apologise, Jared. I'll, I'll, I'll forgive I, I you. Apologize. I apologise. I don't know about you, Jazz, but I can't wait any longer. I'm ready to hear this hot take of Vincent talk yes. to me. Okay. I, I, I've been thinking about this, and I don't know why. But we'll talk, yeah? Oh. How... Is Tyler Hero not in the All NBA Rookie First Team? I, I I don't understand why this is. I, I I'm not getting it because I'm looking at this kid, man. This kid is brilliant. I, like honestly, to step up how he's been stepping up to be so clutch for such a young age. Like, are you just gonna judge him that because his regular season wasn't as great as everyone else, but yet none of them are in a conference final? and yet still doing it as he's doing it. And I'm like, I know you could say other things, but this guy is quality when I look at him. He is quality. He's so underrated in that team because everyone thinks, oh, Bam, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Jimmy Butler, Dragic. But this guy is still doing defensive duties. He's really quite good at that. He's really good at offensively at being clutch at three-point shooter, uh, mid-range shot. Honestly, I look at this guy and I'm like, I would love him. At the Rockets, I would absolutely love this guy at the Rockets. Mate, and he's only 19 years old. So I'm looking back and I'm like, why is this kid not in the old NBA rookie first team? Like, why is he? Need? Appreciate what you're saying, Vinny, and he, he has been fantastic in game one of this series. I think he was either an assist or a rebound shy off a triple double from the bench, which I think they said on the broadcast yesterday has never been done in NBA history. So absolutely incredible stuff. You you are you are on the money with that one, but just to to give you the reason why he didn't make the All Rookie First Team, uh, the Rookie of the Year plays the same position as him at card. So no, obviously Jamarant's got to go in that All Rookie First Team, and in the regular season, Kendrick Nunn was was better than Tyler Hero. I, I don't think we can argue that. I appreciate absolutely your point. Now Hero's stepping up, and it seems crazy in retrospect that he didn't make that that other guard spot on the on the first team. Um, but none did have to deal with the coronavirus, so he missed a bit of time. But isn't that what we're always talking about, how regular season you can do it, but it's all about the playoffs? Absolutely. You absolutely, can do absolutely. it. I understand, I understand what you're saying, but these are regular season awards. So Kendrick Nunn's performance in the regular season superseded Tyler Heroes, but now obviously it's it's completely different. So, so you're that, telling me the NBA, this is how they judge it on the regular season, not the playoffs? For the regular season awards, yeah. For 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 things like all rookie first team. I mean, half of the players on their all rookie teams haven't even made the playoffs, have they? Like, 
And so. then that, I think that's a, that's a rule they need to kind of look at changing because I think that's quite stupid because this guy, I think he's one of the youngest teenagers to make it as a rookie in the conference final, I think. I think he has got the, got the record as the youngest rookie as a teenager to, sorry, sorry, to make it to the finals. So for him not to be like considered or for him to be getting so kind of pied off and kind of forgotten <laughs> for what he's doing. No, but honestly, he has. And it's like people have been sleeping on how good this kid is, actually. For him to remember, he's a rookie and he's stepping up. He's being clutch. And I just feel like, personally, this guy is a baller, an absolute baller, and I rate him highly, Tyler Hero, man. Honestly, the guy was clutch. Those three-point shots, those key three-point shots. Oof, Tyler Hero, man. Mm, watch out for that kid. I think part of the problem we've got is, with it being such an unusual season, it's been so long since we've seen regular season basketball, it's easy to forget what we witnessed in a normal season. If they do the awards at the end of the regular season, it makes much more sense for why someone like Kendrick Nunn would, would, would take that, that guard spot. And we've got to remember that the voting for all this took place before the, the bubble started. So these votes were cast before Tyler Hero has exploded in the way that he has. Um, obviously at the end of the regular season it would, it would seem like a bit of a no-brainer to have none in there over him but uh, I get what you're saying and I do agree it seems daft and I think we see it a lot with the conversation around like Yanis um, and LeBron MVP um, that conversation at the end of the regular season it was not really a debate Yanis was almost a guaranteed to win it in a lot of senses having seen Milwaukee go home um, not Milwaukee not really put much of a fight with Yanis without Yanis it sort of sullied that MVP to a degree when you see LeBron doing what he's doing with the Lakers so exceptionally but again it's regular season MVP you've got to cast your mind back to, to March when the season suspended um, there was no question that Yanis would have been I mean everybody had the, Lake, the Milwaukee stroll into the, um, the conference finals getting to the, to the um, playoff finals, more than likely going to win the whole thing on the back of Yanis. And so it was, it was guaranteed that he was going to win MVP. Take all that away from him, and the next thing you know, they've gone out in the second round. That conversation, that water gets a lot more muddy. And look at what LeBron's doing. He's absolutely playoff LeBron that we all know and love and have come to uh, really enjoy seeing. How has LeBron only got sort of 16 votes or whatever it was for, for MVP? Like it, that conversation becomes a much more cloudy because we don't remember the regular season. We're only, we, we can only judge off what we're witnessing now, which isn't really relevant to these awards. Finals MVP, that's a whole different story, isn't it? Maybe they could look at a playoffs category. No, but again, but, where, does, where do you stop if that's the No, thing? no, but that's the thing. Well, that's what I'm trying to say is then this whole process is doing it wrong then, I think, because they shouldn't just say we're just going to judge it off the regular season because regular season, sometimes you, you can be absolutely brilliant regular season. The playoffs is where it counts the most. The playoffs is where it's most important. Like right now, look at Yanis. Playoffs, he crumbled. He crumbled. I don't care what anyone says. Against the Heat, he crumbled. He still played two games and it wasn't good enough. The, the, the Miami Heat wouldn't let him. I'm not saying he played absolutely awful, but he couldn't lead his team yet again to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to achieve what they've been actually doing. And I feel like they need to review it and kind of say, look, end of the day, like, we can't just say we're going to stop it and say it's only for regular season. They should actually just say we're going to judge it on how far an individual can get. Obviously, finals MVP, that's completely different. But it's about how far that 
awards should be judged on and how far an individual can do an entire season, an entire span of a season because the playoffs still count. Because you say if you do absolutely brilliant in the playoffs, it doesn't count for nothing. That's kind of stupid. That's really stupid in my eyes. If you can absolutely blow up in the playoffs where it's most important, like people like Jamal Murray, who's doing things that are incredible right now for his team to get his team to the conference final where everyone wrote off. And you're just going to judge it and say, well, he didn't do it good enough in the regular season. Where, but Could you not say that the playoffs are the most important part? You do it at the most important stage if you can do it where it's most important. I think that they need to look at reviewing that and it's quite stupid if they're not thinking about how is this kind of working like this. Adam Silver, we know you're listening. <laughs> have, a, have a word, see what we can do on that one. Uh, that is it for the, uh, for the East Coast. Let's have a quick recap of the West. Well, them Lakers looking good. We all wanted to see the Clippers up against the Lakers, surely not going to happen though, is it? Absolute bottle jobs. <laughs> Chokes, didn't they? Threw it all away and here we are stuck with the Denver Nuggets who we spent the last six weeks absolutely slating, wrongly, I must point out. Mm-hmm. We've been slating the Nuggets. Nobody wanted to be in this final. We wanted a battle of LA and somebody tweeted out, I can't remember who it was, but somebody tweeted out, we should just have, oh, it was, it was uh, D'Angelo Russell. We should have a seven-game series, Clippers-Lakers, seven-game series after the playoffs is wrapped up. Just give us what we all wanted anyway. Mm. And I think that's a very good point. But here we are, we've got the Lakers and the Nuggets going toe-to-toe. What are your thoughts on that, JB? Are we just going to just go, sorry, are we just going to well, go past the Clippers? We'll, 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 we'll discuss it now. It, there's a quote, um, I think it's famous within uh, football. Uh, football is an interesting game uh, of 90 minutes and at the end of the day, Germany always win on penalties. Now, that to me illustrated what I was expecting in the Western Conference this season. The Western Conference is going to be an interesting season. We're going to see a lot of battles. But at the end of the day, it's going to be Lakers-Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. That's what we all wanted. And the Nuggets have spoiled the party. Now, I, for one, need to eat a heck of a lot of humble pie because I've trashed the Nuggets from the opening round of the playoffs. Um, I said that they were like Atlanta or Valencia. Just get out of the playoffs. You're going to get smoked by the Clippers. Um, But the Nuggets have, have completely turned me around. Uh, made me look absolutely stupid made a lot of people look absolutely stupid Um, and I think yeah the Clippers choked and they deserve all the winding up by the Trailblazers backcourt and Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp and all the talking heads and all the the programs and every tweet that we've seen that's been absolutely lambasting them they deserve it because they acted cocky and it caught up with them and their two superstars went missing in that game seven against Denver so yeah uh, I, I'm sorry, but I called this. I, 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 I did mention it like numerous amount of time that the Clippers will not win the championship. I, I'm sorry to say it, but I told you so. This, these guys, these guys, I knew it. I knew it. These people were struggling against Dallas Mavericks. I know Luca was blowing up, but they were struggling against them. Even pre, pre-playoffs in the bubble, the, the seeding games, they were still playing a bit bad in that kind of contrast. People like Paul George, a walking bag of excuses, that guy. Absolute walking <laughs> bag of excuses. Literally just makes up excuses all the time. Oh, it was a poor shot last year, this time round. Oh, we always knew we're not going to win the championship. We didn't think we had enough quality. You've got 
the top you've got top three player in your team Kawhi Leonard in your team one of a, a, a great offensive player a great defensive player and you're coming up with excuses saying you're not going to win a championship with him you've got a brilliant bench you've got brilliant players like Lou Will you've got uh, sixth man of the year Montrezl Harrell Patrick Beverly yeah. so for them to come back for him to come back and say oh we had the team that we He's just a walking bag of excuses, Paul George. I find him like <laughs> to me. If I was the owner of that franchise, I'd trade him. I would trade him. I don't care. Trade him. It. You're a waste of space. I don't. I don't. I don't know who wants him, but it's a waste of space. You're not what I wanted. This for him to even come back and say that. That's just ridiculous. I find him, and I for I think a player who's incredibly choked himself as an individual who came maybe a bit of cockiness and arrogance, thinking that he could maybe step up to LeBron James's standard is Kawhi Leonard. Like end of the day, like. I'm not saying he was saying he could be the next LeBron James, but for him to do to come to the LA to do what he did, he thought to himself, I can actually be that next guy to challenge LeBron James. He's shown that he can't. LeBron James is showing that no one is in my league. No one is in my league of what I can do. So the Clippers overall, I just think they're, they're an embarrassment right now. That's a, that's a joke how they went out. Joke. We've seen sort of since the bubble started. Really, you mentioned it that they've had a, had a, some dubious seeding games. They didn't look great in space against the Mavericks. I think we've been making a lot of excuses. I think for the Clippers along the way, saying, "Oh, they're they're still warming up. They're only playing what's in front of them. They're just doing what they need to do." We we made a lot of excuses for the yeah, Clippers. Yeah, not why me. They weren't playing well. well, not you, Vinny. Not you. Certainly, the rest of us um, made a lot of excuses for why they weren't doing well, thinking they'd turn it on when it mattered, and then ultimately they absolutely bottled a three-one lead. And as you said, the two superstars went out with an absolute whimper in that game seven. Um, really not good enough. Really disappointing. Certainly expected more from Kawhi. Um, I mean, Paul George, we've, we've seen how bad he can be when the pressure's on, even just this series, pandemic P, playing the way that he does. But I certainly wouldn't have expected the same sort of thing from, from Kawhi in that game centered where game seven. I mean, the, the, we know the man's an, a, a robot. He's an absolute cyborg. We know that he, he feels nothing and there's nothing that should really stop him being able to go out and do his job. But he just it absolutely flopped, didn't he? The pair of them. And it was a big surprise. A big surprise. And now here we are stuck with this finals matchup that nobody in a million years would have predicted, I don't think. Yeah, I think it was... The totality of the game seven looks terrible for Kawhi Leonard in particular, going six of twenty-two. That's that's not what you expect off somebody who I I personally felt was was the best player in the league after last season. Um, but his first half, he went five for eleven, and it was a sort of typical Kawhi game. He was getting into his mid-range game. He had a nice dunk. He had some easy layups. He was getting to the free throw line, and it was just the second half collapse. Um, but you know, we're all giving a lot of the sort of grief to the Clippers and they've had to deal with that. But we need to give credit to the Nuggets, don't we, for their resilience and the fact that going down double digits in all of these games in the playoffs so far, I think it's five games now they've gone down by double digits and won. They've won every single elimination game that they've played in. Um, they just they just will they just will not die, will they? And absolute ton of credit to we've been we've been giving them group absolute pelters haven't we since we started the pod um saying oh, no nobody wants to watch him what what do they have to offer and i feel like if anything it just, just made me particularly i don't know how you guys feel just look amateurish because look at him i mean and i said a, a couple of weeks ago that if nikola Jokic wasn't a big man i don't think he'd be it'd be top 10 what an idiot i look like because just just look at what that guy can do he's an absolute delight to watch absolutely fantastic um jamal murray really good really entertaining, exciting player to watch. 
you say, oh, Donovan Mitchell over Jamal Murray all day. And then now look at what Jamal Murray's going on and doing, scoring 40-point games and stuff in some really clutch matches. We've just, the, the league, the, sorry, the Nuggets will, will be ultimately the death of Met the Criteria. At whatever <laughs> point it comes, it might not be this, this season, it might not be next season. At some point, this will come back to haunt us. When the when the nuggets maybe when the nuggets go on to win the whole thing, who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm I, I ho- I, I'm sorry to be a bummer, but I personally don't think that the Nuggets were like a better team that they they would play outplayed the Clippers in that context of Game Seven. I just personally think it was the Clippers' fault. It was their own fault. It was their own making. They're a better team than them, and. It's about kind of thinking, as I always touch on this mentality, if you think you're the better person individual and you, you let the team who's do, who just, it's like right now with the Celtics and the Heat. If you're the better team and you're thinking, we should beat this team, we're the Celtics, we should beat this team, we're the Clippers, we've already got our, everyone knows we're going to get to the conference finals. If you have that mentality in yourself, that's what happens. And then Denver was like, no, we're not going down easily. So in that context, I'm not saying that the Clippers were the better team or they, 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 they dominated that series. It's just that the Clippers didn't turn up. The key players didn't turn up. Like Lou Will, seven points. It's a joke, that. Seven points in 24 minutes. That's not good enough for a player like Lou Will. So overall, the Clippers were just not good enough. And, and obviously, uh, there's, not, there's not enough slating I can say about the Clippers. It, just, <laughs> it was an incredible... It was just so disappointing to see from such a team that's led by... I personally think he's a great coach, Doc Rivers. Oh, but, here we go. This, no, was, but, this was literally what I was just going to get to. No, I personally think Doc Rivers is a good coach. This is, his own, this is the player's fault. I, I don't care what anyone says. These are these players' fault. There's only a certain amount. I knew, I knew you were going to go there with this, Vinny. We've discussed it, you know, in our in our group chat before about how you think Rivers is a good coach and you'd take him on the Rockets, whatever. Now, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm not going to say he's a bad coach. Um, but I think it's happened, obviously, what, 13 times in NBA history that a team has lost a series from being up 3-1. It's happened to Steve Kerr. We all think Steve Kerr is a great coach. Um, but when it's happened three times to the same coach, so once when he had Tracy McGrady in his absolute scoring prime with Orlando in 2003. Once when he had Lob City Clippers with DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin. We all know how much some of our basketball friends love Blake Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) And Chris Paul. Um, And then now with with this team that were tipped from the off to be the favourites for the championship. I think you have to look at the coach. That's that's far too much coincidence. Um, It's... Yes, the players have to take some blame, but there's, there's too much coincidence. Doc, Doc Rivers, personally, I don't see how he keeps his job. I'm sure he will, just because of his sort of legacy, but... Jared, okay. I'm not denying Doc Rivers has a part to play in what that occurred, but as a coach, there's only a certain amount of things you can do. If you put your best players out on the court and you say, do you, man, do the thing that makes you guys great. You, Kawhi, do the thing that makes you win the championship last year. 
Paul George, we've brought you in because you think that you're a great top 15 player, wherever you are. You're doing great numbers. Can you please step up for me? Montrez Harrell, you've just won sixth man of the of the year, right? You're a good player. Do you, man? Lou Will, you have won the sixth man. I think joint, you are a great player yourself. Do you? There's only a certain amount of coaching you could do once you put those players out there. Um, I agree with you. He, I think he could potentially be losing his job. But I can't look at Doc Rivers and go, that's your fault. Not I entirely. At, no, not yeah, entirely. Of course, yeah. Some of those players, I mean, yeah, some of the blame has to fall on him. I'm not denying that. Some of the blame has to fall on him. But the main fault of that reason is those players. Those players, Paul George, the shocking. Montreal's Harold, Lou Will, Kawhi Leonard, shocking. That is a choke of the century. That is a it's mm-hmm. a massive choke to you are you are arguably people say that you are in the same bracket as LeBron James, one of the greatest, right? And then you say some people say you're one of the best defensive players in the world and you can't you can't even do that and when it's against Denver Nuggets. That, you've got all the pieces like what more could you want as Kawhi Leonard you've got all the pieces what more do you want and for them to do that I blame the players I can't blame Doc Rivers for that I blame the players he can only do a certain amount I personally just think it's interesting that when, when the Clippers when sorry when Kawhi Paul George Montrose Harold Lou Will and company perform badly ultimately in an elimination game and go home it's on the players what, what more can the coach do it's on the players when the Rockets absolutely bottled it in game five against the, um, against the Lakers and shot 26% from three, the, the coaching staff is okay, going to be something, I, can be something I, wrong. Can, can I defend fight. myself? Can I defend fight. myself? Okay. What did I specifically say when we were watching that series against the Lakers? We changed what we were doing. That was a coaching error. We changed what the small ball, micro ball changed. We were not taking threes. No, I'm sorry. Go inside. But, but maybe that's something that the Clippers needed to think about. What they did in Game 5 when they had the opportunity to win the series, were up by 15 points and they got beat, didn't work. So he did the exact same thing in Game 6. He did the exact same thing in Game 7. The coach needed to change something in that situation. No, but you've got the best players in the league. You've got the best players in the team. Do what you, you can clearly beat this team. You need to change up to something. You need to beat this team. What the difference with Mike D'Antoni did was he stopped doing what we've been doing. What we've been doing the entire season. He stopped doing that. He stopped shooting threes. That's what frustrated me watching that. You stopped doing what we're doing this entire series. We're um, playing against big men. We get, we're playing against big men. The Lakers, the Lakers are massive players and you're not shooting threes against them. You, you're just letting them dominate us, write us off. That's the difference between Mike D'Antoni and um, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers... They, they still only shot 26% from three, though. I've just, I've just checked. I don't remember that statistic. They still only shot 26% from three against the Lakers in that game five. So they were taking the three-point shots. They were just missing... An awful lot of them. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed you've even brought that up, to be honest, Theo. I mean, our listeners have had to hear about the Brooklyn Nets on almost every episode we'd have. You know, even when they left the playoffs, we were still talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Now the Rockets have gone, and we're now talking about the Rockets. Even in, When are we going to get a chance to talk about my Chicago Bulls? That's what I want to know. Because they're not relevant to anything, Jared. Thank you. They're, just, they're not as relevant as soon, to anything. As soon as they achieve relevancy. Exactly. Will, yeah. Once we'll they become relevant, relevant again, then, then we can start talking about them. Okay. I'm sorry, Jared. I'm sorry to do that to you, but it's, it's quite painful to say it. But yeah, until they become re- relevant again, we'll start talking about them. Okay. You happy? I'm you happy? Hurt. Thank you. Michael Jordan crying emoji. <laughs> but that's what I'm just saying. Now, obviously, I know where you're coming from, Theo, that I can be slate uh, about Mike D'Antoni, but I personally think... 
Doc Rivers is a better coach. And I would rather take Doc Rivers. And I've said it before in the group chat with you guys, I would rather have uh, um, Doc Rivers as our coach. I would love him as our coach. I would. Good question. What about you? Who would you rather have uh, at the head coach of your franchise? Doc Rivers or Mike D'Antoni? Let us know. At Met the Criteria. Oh, but sorry, just to touch on the Denver uh, Nuggets, man. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Nikola Jokic, man, he's just a dominance of a player. Like, I know... Like, I think you, you, you talk about, like, we as a collective have been slating the Denver Nuggets. I, I, I feel Vincent, like... don't try. Listen, Come on. You I were in like, complete it, agreement listen, before I just feel one. like it's you two. I, I, don't, I don't slate them like you two. I just say, eh, yeah, you know how it is. You, you two. So as a collective... Just like, just like to advise any listeners who are currently believing what Vincent's saying. Just go I'm back just and have saying, a listen to some of our I'm earlier just saying, episodes. I, I never slagged out of the Denver Nuggets oh, as much as untrue. you two. That Vincent, don't forget, don't forget who's in charge of the editing on this podcast. Listen. I have the ability to listen back <laughs> yeah. to every episode we've ever done. I will I find the clip saying, of you slating the Denver Nuggets. You two are the ones that have been slating the Denver Nuggets. I'm sorry, but yeah, Nicola, you Kitchman is a great player. Jamal Murray, like, I, I, look, I've said these boys are killers, so I don't know what you two are talking about. But yeah, the, the Nuggets, um, the Nuggets are uh, are in the finals. They've done, they've done well. Um, what can we say? They, they didn't quite get it over the line in uh, in game one against the Lakers, but it's a, it's a, it's a long series. Who knows what's going to happen in that one? I refuse to pass comment on this series until the Lakers are up. Uh, 4-1 because 3-1's three, three not a safe lead so I'm not making any predictions because the, you just can't predict against the Nuggets yeah they're just trying to put themselves in a position to be 3-1 down as soon as possible aren't exactly. they? That's, all they're, that's all they're doing uh, I personally think that I know we can't say because the Denver Nuggets keep proving us wrong but when I look at the Lakers I just feel like this will just dominate like, like LeBron James like I was seeing how they are as a as a as a organization. Like I think someone said it. Like I think it was Kyle Kuzma or someone said it some way that they weren't surprised about the Clippers. They 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 take game by game. I think LeBron said it the best. Uh, we 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 we're just different. What did he say? I think we breed, we breed we're we're born different. We're just different. I don't know what he specific quoted, but it's just about kind of saying that the Lakers they know it's their time right now. It's their year. It's their year. And I think they're going to be playing on a different level now. People like AD are just going to step up. Like that matchup between, I think you were saying about, I don't know who said it. I think it was you, Theo, who said about the matchup between AD and Jokic. I don't think that's going to be a matchup. I just think AD will just dominate because Jokic can't defend. He's a great offensive player. Absolutely brilliant offensive for a big man. But I just see AD just dominating that series in that kind of context. And LeBron just doing what he does. Yeah, I, I think I think I agree for the for the most part. I mean, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, on the old uh, on the old social media about oh, well well done, LeBron. You won your won your next ring. Coming back to LA, so it's it's theirs now. All this, which I feel is a little bit disrespectful to to the Nuggets and perhaps either the Heat or the Celtics because they've still got still got another series to go, another two series to go ultimately. But you have to have to think that it's going to be LA that's going to do the business now. You see that Lakers team, what they're capable of doing. I mean, we've said it all along that LeBron's got another gear to go into. He's 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 doing what he needs to do to win each series. Um, and the Lakers themselves have only lost, I think, two games so far. Um, in the playoffs, so they've they've certainly done what they've needed to do to get to this point, and they they definitely do look like an absolute dominant force. 
Um, so it's, it is hard to consider the Nuggets as really being in contention. But as we've learned over the last two series, it would be silly to write them off. So let's see what happens with that one. We're going to come back now with uh, our new, one of our new segments in our All-NBA. And Jared's prepared for us um, this week, our All-NBA nice guys. Team. Yeah, yeah. Those who caught our last episode, we did All-NBA Despicable. Um, and, you know, in a, in a way, that, that, that may be a bit unfair to the general, general sort of spirit of the league. There's some, there is some nice guys out there. So I thought I would put together a an opposite team, All-NBA. They're just the nice guys, the people you think, yeah, they're good. Um, so there was a lot of names who, who, who I sort of thought of, but I'm just going to give you my starting five, and I do have a sixth man as well. So in at the point, um, to be honest, it's, it's a Boston Celtic. To be honest, I did consider just putting the Boston Celtic starting five out there because I think they're all pretty nice guys, to be honest, apart from Marcus Smart, the I know. Um, but in at the point, we've got Kemba Walker. Um, he reminds me very much um, in terms of how he's always got a smile on his face of Ronaldinho, the footballer, um, used to play for, you might have heard of him, quite famous maybe, not sure. But it just reminds me of him. He's always got a smile on his face as Kemba. Uh, you don't see him complaining a lot. Just seems like like a genuinely nice guy. Um, so he's, he's our point guard. Um, in at the two guard, it's Dunky Dunk. Yay. Stop it, please. Just big, stop it. <laughs> big Dunky Dunk. Catching on. Dunk, catching on. Just I'll stop it. I listened, he was on a podcast recently with, uh, I think it was Zach Lowe from ESPN. And he's, he's just such a nice, he seems like such a nice young gentleman. And, you know, yeah, I, I think he's got a good nickname. He's, he's a good player and he just seems like a, a genuinely nice person. So he is my shooting card. Are you happy with that, Theo? I'm always happy for Dunky Dunk. Excellent, excellent. Good, love to hear it. Um, in a, the three position, the small forward position, um, a similar player to uh, to old Dunky Dunk. Um, it's Kylie Kyle. Um, Kyle Carver from the Milwaukee Bucks. Again. Very mild-mannered. Mild-mannered, relaxed. You know, you, you, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen him complain. He's just, he's a, he's a big family man. Um, just seems like a, a genuinely nice person, a great teammate. Um, so yeah, Kyle Carver, he makes my, my three. Um, this is where I got a little bit stuck because, I mean, the power forward is the least favoured position, really. You know, it's, it's, no one cares about it, do they? So it took me a while to think of a, a four. But I picked this guy and he relates to my sixth man and you'll see why when we get there. Um, it's somebody who has been mistaken for J. Cole on numerous occasions. Uh, Tobias Harris from the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, again, just seems like a, like a decent dude. Um, friendly i mean that's that's what we want on this team that's what we want on this team um, and my big man my center <laughs> just because i think he's he's hilarious especially uh, trying to handle microphones in post-game press conferences uh, there's been many many funny clips of him have, have been failing with that it's nikola Jokic. Um, now I, obviously this is quite quite a strong starting five in terms of the actual skill levels some some all-stars in there but Jokic, yeah he's just funny just funny. He does have a bit of a moany streak sometimes, so that that nearly led to him not making this. But he's just a funny guy. Seems like a nice guy. I'd, I'd like to to I'd like to go for a drink with him. You know, that's it. I think like the last week the barometer was five players who you absolutely would not want to go for a pint with. I think the absolute opposite is true of, of Jokic in that I'd love to go down down the boozer with him for a night. 
What do you, what do you think, Vinny? Do you think, do you think that's a fair representation of some nice guys? Uh, yeah, Tobias Harris. Uh, I don't know. Mm, Could have put somewhere else, maybe. I thought maybe Chris Middleton might have been in there a little bit. You know, Chris, Chris Middleton like went through my mind. Yeah, yeah he, he seems like a mind. decent. He, he seems like a decent lad. Um, he's just too ugly. Like, he's just too ugly. You <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't want to be seen down with him at the pub, would you? Exactly. Yeah. Tell, you, tell you who I would have gone with at the four, though. Jared Dudley. Oh my goodness! Lovely, lovely you, man. Can you? He gives can you? T- no, he gives tickets out to the fans every before every game. Just call to him on Twitter. Oh, Jared, I'm in town this weekend. Is there any chance I could have a ticket? You have a ticket. Come down how, and see us. How narcissistic! How narcissistic of me would it be though to put somebody in who's called Jared? There's only one player in the league called Jared. I couldn't put him on the team. That'd be a little arrogant. I think at the moment there has been ones in the past. Unless I'm missing someone, let us know if I am. Um, some other names who sort of went through my mind. Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry is a pretty nice mm-hmm. guy. Nah, he, he's got he's got a bit of a side to him sometimes. Steph. He's got a bit of like a like a little cheeky guy. Sometimes it can get annoying a little bit. Steph. Sometimes. Mm, so. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge was another player I considered for the four position, um, but he's just a bit too boring. Um, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is a good shout. Um, like I say, obviously the Boston Celtics have numerous candidates. Jalen Brown. Um, Gordon Hayward, uh, Jason Tatum. Um, yeah, there's plenty of names who I thought about. Um, I want to get to my sixth man because this this was what decided having Tobias Harris at the four. Can any of you guess who, who I'm going to say as my sixth Lou man? Will? No. JJ Reddick. No, no, I'm surprised. I thought you'd get it. It's, um, it's a partnership that we're together on, I think, three different franchises. Um, it's Bobby and Toby. Boban Majanovic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boban and Tobias Harris were the absolute best of friends. It was They were f- phenomenal together. They were so, so, so funny. And Boban just seems like a really nice guy. He's hilarious, you know. When we saw him on TNT a couple of weeks ago, what a, what a funny, down-to-earth for someone who's so ginormous. Another nice guy. So he's my sixth man, and that's what swung Tobias Harris getting in there, who is probably my weakest All-NBA nice guy. So, yeah, there you go. All NBA nice guys team. So what do you think, listeners? Who who have I missed? Who should who should make this starting lineup? Let me know on Twitter. And Instagram. At Met, the, at Met the Criteria, you know where to find us by now. Uh, so that's all NBA for this week. We're gonna swing it over to Vinny now, King of the Hot Take. He's gonna hit us with some real talk. Ah, what to say, what to say. This MVP thing, man, I gotta just say, I, I, I'm not getting it. I, I don't get MVP. I, I, I really don't get it. When I look at what LeBron James is doing, like I, I tweeted out a couple of days ago and someone came back to me and mentioned about how if you're looking at records broken, then yes, numbers and figures you're doing, then you can look at Yamas. But then you look at someone like what LeBron's done and taken back a team back to his almost former glory. The Lakers back to his former glory. He's leading by example. He doesn't have to be that individual that's scoring crazy numbers. He's taking charge in a, in a massive franchise and is by far the best player in the world. I don't get how this guy gets only 16 votes. 16 votes is a joke. And for him to get that, I don't get it. I was watching his press conference himself about how he doesn't get it. For him to get that, and then I think about it a lot, how the media, the people actually vote for this thing, and I think that needs to change, how 
the people who are actually voting for this thing. I think people who are voting for this thing needs to be the players. The players need to be voting for this thing because the players, majority of them, will say something completely different. But the media, they play on a narrative and that narrative goes throughout the season. So when someone says Giannis is the MVP, that narrative, they'll play it everywhere. ESPN, every kind of sport, every single time the the uh, the, 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 the commenters are talking about it. They're just in that chat. It's a narrative that spreads the well. And I just feel like the way they're doing this should be, it's not, it's not done right. It shouldn't be doing like this. It should be like, I look at how football does it. Football has players who, who actually play against these people. The football still does the media and the journalists as well. But I feel like the people who play against an individual, they should be judging who is the best player in the game, who is the most important person for this franchise. And for him not to have been got that such a low record for, to, for that, I feel like it's, it's kind of a shocking thing. And I feel like me personally, I know I sat back a couple of weeks ago when we were choosing our award ceremonies and I gave it to Yanis. But when I look at what LeBron's doing continuously now, is that why would I not give him LeBron? But I know we've just touched on it, Theo. It's, it, it's judged on the regular season, which I think that's stupid then. They should be judging it up until who does it when it's clutch performance, who does it when it's clutch time, playoffs when it's the most important. So it's just about kind of, they need to look at changing that. And I feel like right now, the way it's kind of done is stupid. I can understand where you're coming from a little bit, Vinny. Um, my sort of question on the whole, LeBron only got 16 first place votes. Um, I'd be interested to what, what you think. Should it be that LeBron should have had more first place votes, i.e. should he have got, you know, 40 out of the 100 first place votes? It should be more closer, yeah. It should be more closer. See, because- see I, don't, I don't see how it makes a difference because if you get 40 first place votes and Yanis gets 60 first place votes, the likelihood is that Yanis is going to win anyway. Obviously, it's all on a point system. So why does it matter that you lost? It matters because... It's you're either of- the MVP or you're not. Why does it matter? No, no, no. First place it matters. It's kind of saying it's a, it's a massive landslide that Yanis was by far the player which is not true though. It was a close, it was a close thing. It wasn't like Yanis was miles ahead in performance wise. It's kind of more disrespectful. Like you're trying to say that what I'm doing for my franchise, how I'm playing. Are you trying to say that I'm nowhere near Yanis's level right now? And that's what I'm kind of thinking. That's what's disrespecting LeBron James is you trying to say that he didn't even come close. He wasn't even close. He wasn't even in the chat. That's okay. how far it was. So that's yeah. kind of the disrespect side of it, how he was saying he was not even anywhere close. And I would feel a certain way about it. LeBron felt a certain way about it. And when you look at it, when you actually think about when you're listening to what he was saying about how the system is all set up and how it's voted, it's stupid. It's really, really stupid how it does it. I appreciate your answer, it, and I've not actually thought of it like that. So I'm going to give you some more, some more praise here because I appreciate that answer. Thank you. That's given me a fresh perspective. Thank you, Vincent. <laughs> Isn't it nice when my friends, Vincent? It's yeah, nice. Honestly, it's great. It's great times. It's great times. You know. You know. Our listeners may think we hate each other, Jared. <laughs> Just to let you know, I love Jared. Okay, Jared's my boy. By the way, people, we the love feel, each other. The feeling is mutual. Thank you. Thank you. Go on, Theo. Again, I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that if this were a normal season, this award would have been given out before we'd seen any playoff basketball, and I don't think there would be anywhere it would be as contentious because I think. In the regular season, Yanis was an absolute unstoppable force. Like he was putting up, doing like you mentioned, he was doing record numbers. He had the the best record in the league. He was 
doing everything, everything to be deserving of that landslide victory. So, that but he got. No, oh, so you're telling me in that? So you're telling me regular season he was landslide past LeBron? I would say probably yeah, yeah. No, I would I say so. I, th- I do think LeBron was pulling it back, um, but altogether, I don't think maybe maybe sixteen was a little bit too low, but. Similar to what Jared said, I don't. I think Yanis was MVP comfortably. There was no question. There was no doubt in my mind. I never thought, oh, it could. Be, I never thought it could be LeBron. Like that thought never crossed my mind. That's it, when it I'm... was locked in at Yanis. And I, I think, think if that if they'd announced that at the end of the regular season, I don't think many people would have questioned it. The fact that we've seen Yanis sort of roll over in the playoffs, gone home in the second round, we've seen LeBron put his like absolutely transform that team and they've beaten everything they've put in front of them. They've only ever played as, as hard as they've had to in a really impressive fashion. Because we've got that we've got that narrative in our heads, that sort of shades those 16 votes you think how can that man only have 16 votes when realistically <laughs> in the regular season I think we should be thinking how has Yanis not got a hundred of those votes when he mm. has been such an unstoppable force I think what what needs to happen because Vincent you make a great point about the playoffs there should there should be an MVP in the playoffs and this is something that in that Bill Simmons book the book of basketball this we're not sponsored by them or anything don't we I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm just bringing it up naturally. Bill, Bill Simmons, Simmons hit us up, hit us up. Yeah, yeah, please, you know, please do. But um, Bill Simmons mentions that there should be an MVP for the playoffs. Split it. Have a playoff, have a regular season MVP. This year will be Yanis. A playoffs MVP up to this point is LeBron and probably is, is that going to change? Unless, you know, something incredible happens, probably not. And then have a finals MVP, which if the Lakers get there and dominate, LeBron would win. Or if the Celtics get there and Jason Tatum takes over the series, then he would win. So I think you're right in that sense, Vinny. I think a playoffs MVP makes a great, great sense. No, but I don't even think that, I don't, I'm not saying they should have a playoffs MVP. I'm just trying to say is, it should be judged on an entire season. It should be judged on an entire season, not just just regular season. The entire season, but I think, I, I think whole season, but whole I think, season. Sorry, I think if you do that though, I think that maybe um, sort of lessens the impact of the regular season. I know that the playoffs is the most important part of the season, <laughs> yeah. but if you make it a whole thing, then you're going to have players sitting out more regular season games because it's like, oh, right, well, if I perform better closer to the end of the season when it matters the most, then I'm going to win, have a better chance to win the MVP. Which, no, but the thing is, I personally, no, but I'm trying to say is, as an, as an elite athlete, as an NBA professional player, I'm not trying to say these players, they're not saying I want to win the MVP. They're not saying, they're saying is, I want to win the championship with my franchise. I want to win a championship. If that's what a proper competitor is, they'll say, I want to win a championship with my competitor. So you're going to play your best all throughout the season. You're going to do everything right the entire season. Even postseason when the playoffs start playing, you're still going to play your best at that level. So for peers to say, oh, I'm going to, if we have an all-season long thing, oh, I'm going to start playing a good when it starts getting close to the uh, postseason. It's stupid because that's not work out. You judge it on how a player has played the entire season up until the finals. That's when it's judged on, the best of the crop. And I feel like people like LeBron James, who do it consistently, is why he should have got this MVP. When I look at it now, because the guy is, is killing it still, even postseason, he's still killing it. What's happened to Yanis? Where's he gone? Where is he? Second year in a row. Where is he gone again? That's what I'm looking at. I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm not trying to say Giannis didn't deserve it, but when I look at it and I, go, I look at LeBron, I'm like, how did the king not get it? 
Well, there you go. There's some real talk from Vincent. Um, a quick bit of trivia to finish off the podcast related to what we've just been talking about. Uh, there has been 12 players to win the MVP award back-to-back um, in the regular season in the history of the award. Obviously, Yanis is one of those 12. Can you name me the other 11, boys? Go! Steph Curry. Yep. LeBron James. Yep. Sorry, there's been 13. Giannis was the 13th, sorry. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, yep. Kareem. Uh, Kareem, yep, he did it twice, yep. LeBron's also done it twice. Bill Russell. Bill Russell did it, yep. He won it three times. See, are you going to help me out here, mate? He's going to let me Tim do Duncan. this. Tim, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you do the low-hanging fruit. I'm going to come through with the real tricky ones. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is a great shout. Yeah, he's done it. Give me a hollow if you want some clues. Go on, give us, give us a clue. Give us a clue. I just became coach of the your, of one of the teams on this. Oh, Steve Nash. Okay. Steven Nash. That's, okay. A bit, that's a bit too obvious of a clue, by the way, Jared. But anyway. <laughs> became MVP like Steve Nash. Yeah. Um, Larry Bird obviously Bird must have done it Larry Bird did it yeah in the how, many have, done, Magic, how many have we got so far Magic did it correct yeah Bird uh, and Magic uh, you have uh, I think you've only got one name left um, is it this era this guy is rumoured to have had a very interesting life off the court shall we say let's put it that way Wilt Chamberlain Correct. Wilt Chamberlain, yeah, did it three times in a row, also in the 60s, as did Bill Russell. So, yeah, so Bill Russell, Wilt, Kareem. Oh, you've got one more. You've missed one more. Sorry, you've missed one more. Can you give us a clue? What era? Uh, this era, um, early 80s. Early Ooh. 80s. This is give us a clue. Give us a clue. That's not my, that's um, not my forte. <laughs> so, uh, the first name of this, this player is somebody who's in the Bible. Um, and the second name... Um, he shares with uh, another famous NBA player who is the second leading scorer in NBA history. Isaiah time. Thomas. Moses Malone. Moses oh, Malone. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. I thought Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah was a good one. Isaiah was a good one. Good Bible knowledge, Vincent. Yeah, so we've got Bill Russell, Will, Kareem, Moses, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, Steve Nash, LeBron James, Steph Curry, and now Yanis Antetokounmpo. Back-to-back MVP awards. Well done, boys. And only three people have got MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Mm. Correct. Mm. Who are they, Vinny? Go on. Uh, Michael Jordan, Yanis, and uh, Nigerian guy. Uh, Hakeem, no. Hakeem the Dream, that's correct. Hakeem, Hakeem the Dream. What's his, what's his surname? Hakeem. What's his surname again? Hakeem. Alaji one. Alaji after one. I don't know. <laughs> you say it again, Vinny. I was waiting for you to Listen, say it. I, was on the I don't want to offend any Nigerians right now, so I'm not going to say it again. I'm not going to say well, with that bit of trivia, that more or less does it for the podcast this week, guys. Thanks very much for tuning in, letting us occupy your ears for the last hour or so. Much appreciated. I have, of course, as always, been Theo. Yeah, it's been great. The, the cup of tea that I referenced at the start was great. The basketball chat has been great. It's just been, it's been a great evening. Thank you both very much, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening in. Please make sure you give us a nice little follow on Twitter, Instagram. Shout us out wherever you want to do. Give us, Drop us a comment if you want to hear something, want to talk about, or you didn't, you didn't agree with something. We want to hear your opinion, people. Give us a tweet. It's your boy, Vincent. At Met The Criteria for all of your hot takes on our hot takes. That is it, boys and girls. That wasn't Shut cheese, up. was it? <laughs> was that cheese? If it was it's cheese, fine. I'm sorry. It's fine. Shout out to the boys. See you later.